0: This podcast is a presentation of Gateway Fellowship, Paulsville, Washington. Experience community, find hope. Check us out at gatewayfellowship.com. I have determined that I'm not going to do something that a lot of you have, in person and online too. So um, at least right now, I, I might change my mind, but I don't think I'll change my mind because I'm really committed to not doing this one thing. So do you want to know what it is? I hope you do, because I'm going to tell you anyway. All right. So, it's this ancestry thing. Okay. So, I know a lot of you, which is cool. It's all good. I mean, I don't care. Um, Like, you did the ancestry thing, right? Or some form of it. Um, The DNA test thing. And then you send it in, and you have discovered some, you know, who you are. Like, what made you up. And maybe it was close to what you, you know, thought you were. And so, Um, maybe, maybe you learn some things, you know, and this is the reason why I'm not going to do it, because I don't want to know what I don't want to know, and so um, I have friends who have done it, and what they've discovered is they have siblings, you know, in other parts of the country that they didn't even know they had, and to me, that just means more Christmas presents, more birthday cards, you know, all this kind of stuff, so I'm staying. Actually, the thought did go through my mind of doing it, but I'm going to swab my dog and send it in and just see what happens, you know. So I might, I don't know, maybe I'll do that, maybe I won't. Or I just heard last night, by the way, just thought, I heard last night, Do you know that they have a DNA ancestry type thing for pets? Did you hear that? So I'm going to swab myself and send it into the pet store, you know, and see, and just see what happens there right now. But um, here's what I do know. And again, I'm all cool if, you know, whoever's doing that. But I, I'm, <clears throat> here's what I do know, that those things help you to kind of understand, you know, your makeup. And in some cases, your relationships, because it is true that what you've discovered is I got family members, right, that I didn't know I have or connections that you didn't know that you had. And so what it's done in your life <clears throat> is help to put this puzzle together, right, which is another thing that a lot of you do that I don't do jigsaw puzzles and stuff like that, and so I'll, I'll do a jigsaw puzzle, but I'll only do the corners, and I'm out from there, so, but, but that, that DNA ancestry things help you put the puzzle together of your life. Just kind of hang on to that for a second, because I want to come back to that as we kind of dive into the teaching today. So I hope you have your Bibles. It might be a Bible app. It might be your Bible like this, and we're going to be in the book of 1 Corinthians, so get ready. And if you're new to the Bible, Bible reading, you just kind of like go to the middle of the Bible, cut right, and you'll be to 1 Corinthians. But um, today we are talking about um, we are. We are. That's where we are. And so we didn't start here, though. This is just the first Sunday. We really got to back up to... Um, number of months ago, when we talked about I am. So remember, we talked about the seven statements of Jesus and who He is and who He says He is. Because everything that you are and everything that we are is built on who He is. So I am, and then last week we concluded you are. Remember, you are the light of the world and you are a child of God. We talked about that, so this is how it goes. So everything that you are and everything that I am is built on who he is and who he says he is, and together we are. And so we're going to be talking about we are today. Now, let me give you a little background to 1 Corinthians, <clears throat> the book of 1 Corinthians, where we're, where we're going to be. <clears throat> there are issues that Paul is dealing with in the church. Um, Paul is is, is looking at the DNA, okay, of, of the church. And what he's doing, he's bringing correction, and he seeks to restore um, the Corinthian church to its foundation, Jesus Christ. I don't need to tell you, I don't think, that when you slip away from the foundation of who Jesus is, you're going to have a lot of problems in the church, or you're going to have a lot of problems in your life. And so what Paul is doing, he's looking at the, at the DNA or, or, or the makeup of the church that he helped to plant, that he planted, and he discovers some things in this puzzle piece. He discovers pride has slipped in. He discovers sexual immorality has slipped in. Um, there was a misuse of spiritual gifts and how worship was being conducted, a misunderstanding of key Christian doctrines. And he says, here, there you, there you go. That, that's, that's who you are. And then he seeks to bring, bring correction. Now, we understand and know, that um, the church here in Cornuth, <clears throat> um was in the middle of the, 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 the heart of an of a important trade route. So that's, that's Cornuth, right? And <clears throat> Cornuth had a reputation for sexual immorality and corruption. And, and we can see a warning built into all that's going on here. And let me just mention it because it really speaks to where we are today. And the warning is this, that culture has a way of slipping into the church. Yeah, now that's a good place to go to agree and say amen. So if we're not careful, the culture out there has a way of kind of slipping into the church and eroding this foundation of the church that, that, that is built on Jesus Christ. And so there's a warning here for you and me. The church there began to divide over various issues, and Paul is addressing these, and he's encouraging unity. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, he says this, Therefore, my beloved brothers he uses two words, be steadfast and be immovable. Now, for some, they would say that being steadfast and being immovable, that's unloving. When the opposite is actually true, being steadfast and being immovable is actually an act of love, because we stake out our ground, on who Jesus says we are, on the authority of the Word of God and the Bible, and that's a loving position to take. And so he says, like, be steadfast and be immovable, abounding in the work of the Lord, making disciples, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. So in 1 Corinthians, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 12 in just a little bit. Um, let me give us kind of the big puzzle piece, kind of the, the big picture. Come back to um, the puzzle il- illustration, Paul is addressing some key areas. Number one, he's addressing disunity in the church. He says there's a problem. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, he says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree that there be no divisions among you. Now, he is not saying this. He's not saying, like, I ap- he's not saying to you and to me, I appeal to you, you know, brothers and sisters, um, that you agree that you like brown carpet. Or you agree that you like to call those are not the things he's talking. We're talking about agreeing on the very foundation of our faith, and that's Jesus Christ, and 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 believing and trusting in Him. I appeal to you, like agree, agree on that. And now I add this: like don't let this other don't let this stuff creep in, because this stuff is going to creep in to you individually and to you corporately, and it's going to stop. It's going to create disunity, and it will thwart the purposes of God in your life. So disunity in the church, that's kind of one of the big puzzle pieces. The other one is sexual immorality and lawsuits among, among believers. But listen, listen to what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. And this is, a, this is a bit disturbing to me. And when I read it, I thought, this is how bad it had gotten. This is what had happened. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that is not tolerated even among the pagans. Does that kind of shock you a little bit? Because it, it it did me when I read that, like like what has crept in to, to your community, to your is this. That's not even tolerated among the pagans. So he speaks to that. Marriage in First Corinthians chapter seven. Christian liberty in First Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine, speaking of eating eating food offered to idols and, and the freedom that, that we have. He said, But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. So be cautious how you walk your freedom out amongst other people. Talks about problems within the worship gathering and then focuses our attention on the hope of the resurrection. That is our hope. Here's the bottom line. We we are part of the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. And we're together now, in person here, wherever you are, balcony overflows here, online. Um, But listen, listen, we're going to be together in the resurrection forever. So we like ought to get used to living together now in unity. Actually liking each other. There you go. Okay, more on that a little bit later. Finally, he has his, his concluding words, but let me, let me say it this way. He says this, this, stand firm. Don't be swayed by what's happening in the world today. That's a warning to you and to me. And let the work that the Lord has called you to be evident in the life of the church. So what what the world ought to see is the work that he has called you and me together. That's what they ought to see. And and don't let disunity come into your fellowship. Now, that's the macro view. As we launch into the teaching today, I want to put a piece of the puzzle together. And it says that we are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. Christ. And as we begin to read this, we're going to, you know, some are going to be thinking, well, gifts, that certainly includes that. But I want to talk about the fact that we are one, and we are the body of Christ, and God has called us together to live together, unified, focused on on his mission. So key verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. So you're the Body of Christ made up by individual members. So the big idea is this. It, uh, next slide. So we'll go to the next slide for just a second. Um, the big big idea is individual but one. Connected to the one. That's what we're going to see. Individual but one. Connected to who? The one. Capital O to, to Jesus. All right. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'll just begin reading, beginning with verses number 12 through 27. You can follow along in your app or your Bible, or you can just listen. Here we are. For just as a body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. So, so Paul going to paint a picture here. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of the one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member Now, you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. I want us to see this puzzle that Paul is putting together for us, and it's this, that you are part of the body of Christ. You might have been a follower. You might be a follower of Jesus like for like a long time, for many, many, many years. Or you may have just made that decision to follow Jesus today or yesterday. Regardless, when you step into faith in him, you become a member of the body of of Christ, and you bring value to the body of Christ. We'll touch a little bit just on the gifts, but that's where I want to go. I want us to see the value that you bring and the call for us to live out this life before a world like we talked about last week that, that is dark, but we are the light. And as we do that together as the body of Christ, the world will know. The world will know. You bring value, each and every one of you, to the body of Christ because you are a part and we are a part and we are stuck together. Paul describes the body of Christ as we will see as people who are first connected to Christ and then as a result connected to one another. Now here's what that means. Like the people you walked in with, the people that we're worshiping with together, like we're basically stuck together. We are part of the body of Christ, right? So years ago, Um, I don't know. How many remember this? Like, I I remember growing up with brother this and sister this. Anybody else? So you were like brother brother Tom or brother Dushman or sister so-and-so. Anybody? Am I alone? Anybody? Okay, okay. So And what that was just was affirming that we are in this family of God. We are in this together, right? Um, We're connected to one another because we're connected to Christ. Well, Paul is saying because you're in Christ, because you're part of the body, regardless of what you may be, who you are, your role. You're important. You bring, you bring value. So here's the, here's the bluff. So bluff, right? B-L-U-F, bottom line up front. Some of you will recognize that term. Individually, you are part of the same spiritual body because, you are, because we are connected to the same Christ. You are the body of Christ, and individually members of it, and every believer is uniquely gifted by God. That's the bottom line. So Paul's saying, like, you're all connected together. You're all part of the body of Christ because you're connected to the head. The truth is, is you can't be connected to the head without being connected to the body. That's impossible. Actually, that, that would be a freak. You can't be connected. You can't say, I'm just connected to the God. I'm not connected to the body. That, that is not Scripture. That is not what the Bible says. You're connected to the head, and you are Connected to the body and the call and the command is to live out this life as one body. But how do we put this puzzle together? And that's what I want to talk to you about for just a moment. So y'all jigsaw puzzle people, right? And so um, we're going to put this puzzle of the body together. and, And I just pray. My goal is for all of us to see that we are one. And that we are to live out this life as responsible, as responsible members of the one that you bring value, regardless of who you are. And I will say this, regardless of how you may be feeling today. Because I think that there are some who come in and they go, you know, um, I, I just don't feel like I have much to offer. No. You're going to find that in the Bible. Or you gonna, or, or it's just like I stumbled last week. Now I made a, I made this huge mistake. Who am I? Well, here's here's what Jesus says. Here, the Bible says, like you're a member of the body of Christ. That's who you are. And so I often say it this way. If you've been hanging around Gateway for a long time, you've heard me say this. Like healthy, not perfect. Healthy, not perfect. So if you're looking for a perfect community to be a, a part of, like don't don't choose Gateway because we will we will solely disappoint you, and I will disappoint you, because none of us is perfect. We are perfect in Christ. I understand all that on our, our position in Christ. But listen, we all stumble, right? We all, we all have, have issues that, that we're dealing with, but we can be healthy. And so how is it that a healthy body lives out in, in the very beginning of that? Part of that is recognizing our role in the body, that you bring value to the body. So Paul emphasizes unity and diversity, one body, many, many parts. So what is Paul teaching us? I'm going to give us um, um, two important lessons and then, and then some observa- observations here. Number one, he is teaching us that you are uniquely gifted by God. So your puzzle piece is unique and specially designed. And the bottom line is like, we need you. We need you. Every one of you who are a part and who will be a part, we need you because we are incomplete without you. You're like, what do I have to offer? You? you you are uniquely gifted by god each and every one of you and you bring value and you might be pushing back against something or somebody says like you aren't worth anything that is not what the bible says the bible says you bring value because of of who you are in christ we need you verse number 12. For just as a body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. In verse number 14, for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. Different parts are needed if a body is to exist and function as in intended. So using our, our puzzle illustration every piece is needed to form this complete picture and no piece is more important than the other so i just think we need to we need to understand and grasp that and for many of us just like reaffirm that there's no piece more important than than the other we have a habit sometimes of doing this like putting people into categories right so we go like okay um the worship team like they're like a special category because right, they can sing and or they can play the piano and we have a and so therefore they're more important because they're up front, or people on the stage are more important. That is not biblical, that's not what the Bible's saying. It's like we are all important, you are all important. We, we are not to be putting people into categories and go like you're more important, you're more important because you do this, because you do this because you have this gift, on and on and on. Different parts are needed if a body is exist and function. As as intended, no believer should think of himself or herself or the gift that, that God has given as inferior and desire another member's gift. We shouldn't think of ourselves as inferior to anybody or begin to desire like, oh man, if I could only do that. We stay away from comparing one gift or how God has made us up to another person or to another gift. Craig Groeschel said it really, really well. He says the fastest way to kill something special is to compare it to something else. The fastest way to, to um, kill what God has given you is to begin to comparing yourself to somebody else. Because as soon as you desire to be somebody else, you're not being yourself. You're not being the person that God has made you to be. And, you know, honestly, for some of you, like you walk into a room and, and, and I don't know, you just, you just got this gift um, of encouragement just by the way that you look at people and carry yourself and maybe even smile. You don't even say anything. I mean, honestly, that's, a, that's, a, that's an incredible gift. And you bring that to this body. And somebody needed the encouragement that you gave that you didn't even know that you gave. You see, you see how this works out? I mean, there are people today that God has just made up, you know, they like babies. And so, like, they are in, they're ser- their serving. So, that's where they are. Some of you, like, we don't even want you near babies. Right? Or kids. Because that's not, that's not how God made you up. And, that, and, that, and that's okay. That's okay. You have other gifts. You have other, other, other abilities. And we're to, we're to live this thing. You are perfectly Designed and perfectly gifted according to his perfect will, and you bring value, and without you, we are less than. You'll be frustrated if you try to put your puzzle piece in a place that it doesn't go, and even more frustrated if you try to force a piece into a place it doesn't belong. Have you done that with a puzzle? Like, I'm gonna make sure this puzzle piece is the last one fits right in here, right? And it's frustrating. And it's frustrating in the church, too. And, have you... Now, for you puzzle people, God bless you, <clears throat> have you ever finished a puzzle and there was one piece missing? You go like, where's that? My dad's pocket. He'd really? Really? You should have a conversation. So, it's so like... <laughs> He would have a piece of piece in his pocket. Last piece in his pocket. Oh, he was hiding it. That's unfair. That's wrong. That's a sin. Okay, so. Yeah, yeah. You sinned. Okay, so right there. you. <laughs> well, you know what? The thing is, if it's, if it's like there's one piece missing, guess what? The picture isn't complete, is it? So it is. But the body of Christ, you bring something to this body. Of Christ, if you don't allow your piece to fit the puzzle, we will never be complete, and the the picture that we offer to the world is in, incomplete. So that's that's number one. Number two um, is this: you might be gifted with a never seen gift. You might be gifted with one of those like, like um, no one knows what you do, but you do it, and it is so. Important, And we see that throughout the body of Christ. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 22 and, and 23. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater, greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty. Though are gifts within the body, how God has made you up, um, and it's, it fits in this category I've never, kind of never seen, so no one ever, 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 ever really sees it. Well, Paul's analogy about the importance of certain members takes on a special power when we, when we see it in this way. Yes, some of these are the most important part of the body. So Dave, Dave Fisher was telling me this story this past week when we were talking about this. And he says, Tom, I, I remember I had a friend who was a pilot. And we have pilots in the church, and, and you'll get this, um, who almost crashed his plane. And what happened was when he was landing the plane, um, it all of a sudden the steering started going wacko, you know, whatever it was doing. And he almost crashed his plane. And what he discovered that in the steering mechanism somewhere was a small cotter, cotter pin that had broke and almost caused a crash, and whatever destruction. The point is, it's like a, a small little cotter pin. The entire steering mechanism was dependent in part on a little cotter pin. And without that, destruction was, was certain. It is the same thing. And Paul is saying, like, you are valuable, and you are important. You might be one of those people, and you're just carrying out your life, and do not diminish your gift. Do not think down on yourself. You are part of the one, and we're connected together. Um, it takes all of us working together. I, I, was, I debated sharing this illustration. I did it at the 9 o'clock, and I, want, I don't want you to miss out on this. Um, and it was this. So I, I learned about this little muscle in the ear this last week. And um, that actually pulls the ear forward and backwards. So, did you know that? Well, you glad you came to church today to, listen, to learn that? Okay. And that also, here's the deal, is like only 15% of people, if that's accurate, can actually wiggle their ears. And I am one of the 15%. <laughs> I am serious. Now, do you want to see it? No, I don't care if you shake your head. No, you're going to see it anyway. Okay, so, all right. So you got to get a really close close thing here. Okay, ready? Are you ready? But it goes beyond that. Really, the talent goes beyond that. I I can do just a right ear, too. And I can do just a left ear. A little bit, not as good. And I can go back and forth. Right, left, right, left, right, left. Okay, so. I want you to try that right now. Look at each other, and we'll go yours. No, no, no. Yeah, thank you for the hand right there, okay? You're, more, you're kinder than the 9 o'clock because they didn't. So, um, It's just that, like we, just, we depend on that. We depend on those things that you can't see. So how are we doing? How are we living out our life within the body? Do we walk through those doors? Do we gather thinking, I don't have much to offer, You're thinking that. The Bible says, no. You're this valuable part of the body, and we need one another. So, observations, and then we're going to head towards home here. Each member of the body is equally a part of the body. So we read that, right, in, that, in the puzzle of Paul's put Everyone is equal. You're a part of the body. Number two, each part of the body has a unique function. Every one of us. And we complete the picture that we offer um, the world today. It's God's work. He sovereignly worked in your life, and he sovereignly worked in my life. And as a result, there is perfect balance in God's design and his distribution of gifts. Number four is that you can't opt out of the body sorry. Like, we are stuck together. That is it, right? there. You can't opt out. Number five, the call is to find and live out your place or your gift in the body. Here's the bottom line. We cannot fulfill God's purpose gateway, without exercising the gifts or the place that he, is, he has put us into. We cannot do it. We need you, and we need one another. And what I'd like for you to think about today is this. Who will need you this week to be you? Who will need you here to be you? Whatever, however you are. The interesting thing is these gifts were not just haphazardly distributed by God. I want you to think about that. So I don't know if some of you can think back to years ago when, you know, they were talking about evangelism and stuff, and they, they talk about um, um, this, the blimp that flies over and just drops mass um, uh, evangelism tracks everywhere, like, you know, like, that's not the way to do evangelism. That was, was the point. And sometimes we get this picture like God just like, poom throughout these gifts you know wherever they landed they landed that is not true God did not haphazardly do that he created you to be you designed you to be you and we're to li- live that out and we're to live that out in unity with one another because we are connected because we're connected to Christ we're connected to one another and so this looks like a lot of different things within the in in the body of Christ um, so, so, some of you live this out through your generosity, I mean, above the tithe and offerings. I, I, I do believe that people ought, ought to be giving, and I'm a tither, and so we call people to that, but, you know, you, God's just uniquely gifted you in this area of finances, and so you you go above and beyond. Some of you, um, in hospitality, right, you, that's how you live it out. Some of you, like I said, you can walk in the door, and you just encourage people. It just looks like some, so many different things. But the call is the same, to be the person that he has called you to be. We are the body of Christ. And as we live this out before the world, guess what happens? Jesus is lifted up. So I'm going to ask you to respond in a couple different ways. Number one, um, to, to think about your connection with groups. I love my, my guys group, and so I've mentioned that often. And it's my guys group um, that brings accountability into my life, um, that is there for me if I stumble along or maybe I'm discouraged or whatever. My, my guys' group is, is there, and we do this thing together. Last week we talked about kind of the, 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 the lion, um, you know, and it roars. You know, the Bible talks about the enemy is like a lion that roars around, seeking whom he may devour. And one of our, our members talked about being uh, on a safari and seeing that very thing happen and the fear it brought in. As soon as you let down your guard, all of a sudden, you see a trailing line over here, and and my guys group brings accountability into into my life. And I know it's there if I stumble, and we are there for one another. That's part of living out, um, being connected to, to to one another. And so we talk about groups a lot, discipleship groups. And so if you're not in a group, I just want to encourage you to be connected with somebody, and we can help you do that. So if you texting. Um, the word groups to the number that's on the screen right now, three six zero two zero nine eighty forty. We will help you get connected, and then I want to help you be commit, be connected in community. Now, some of us um, are struggling a little bit. We have difficulty finding our our place or or feeling that we're valued. That we're valued. Um, I don't feel like I'm a part. Um, I don't feel like I have anything to offer. And I come and I sit and I leave. And maybe that's you. Maybe that's you online. And what I'd like for you to do is, is text the word today to that same number, 360 209 because what we want to do is help you understand who you are and the value that you bring in being connected in community. You know what the good news is? The good news is we can live this out here in a way that changes and impacts the world around us, but we get to live this out, this community, when we all get in heaven. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that day. Are you? So we get to do it here, but boy, we get to do it up there.